All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're back again. We're back again with a brand new episode, a brand new episode. We promise you consistency is back. And this time, I'm sure you've seen, you've already seen by the title of this episode, we're bringing you a much sought after fave of the podcast, someone whose music we keep bringing to you. So it's dope that we can get into it. But as usual, Philip, we're going to start uh, with uh, making sure that, you know, we, we bring energy to the podcast. So um, I have to ask. I have to ask, are you good to go? Sound of the them. Let me hear a drum play. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast. The two broke twimbos are back one more again, starting the episode off with much energy as we always do. My name is Danny that guy, aka Danos the Mad Titan, aka Denford Wekumaraini, aka Denimbi, my life your entertainment, aka I'm done with these streets. Don't sign me up to no international travels with certain people who apparently be scamming or don't be scamming. I don't know. I'll pay for my own travels. AKA, I'm gonna move when done move. That's right, that's right, that's right. He's here with one. He, uh, one and only, the unmistakable, the irrefutable, the unquestionable, the undeniable. AKA, untenable. Phil Chart, AKA, Flynn Floss, the big boss, baby. Get pizza, B. AKA, Sexist no Lovu, AKA, Filthy Phil. AKA, Phil on Mask. And of course, a shamari, Nitangaro Drinky. Because I, I have said it to my levels, then. You are just in the levels. That's your problem, not. Okay, do you know what? Yeah, I've, I've fixed you. I've tried to fix your levels here because also, also, why are we arguing? We've got we have a guest. Yes, we have a guest. We have a guest. Eish, I was also. I'm also a bit loud, but you, Philip, also. <laughs> we have a guest. We have a guest. Uh, as you've probably no doubt seen, I want to give a big shout out to our guest. He's uh, uh, a fave of mine. His name is Aishan. Mister Aishan, welcome to the podcast. Yes, sir. Wagwan, Wagwan. You see, you see how to start a podcast with energy, guy. <laughs> we're outside, always outside, bro. So listen, we're quite excited to have you here. Uh, I mean, uh, it's been it's been a long time coming, and uh, we've spoken about you on this podcast before. We've played your music on this podcast, so it's a pleasure for us to have an opportunity to properly meet up and actually get a chance to hear your story and what's going on. Um, but we want to start off with Nay, uh, Philip. See what's going on. I'm here. Where is, is that your phone? No, it's your laptop. The, the problem is the way you set it up is I'm hearing myself, I'm hearing you, I'm hearing you, I'm hearing you twice, I'm hearing myself twice. I'm getting very confused. Are you confused there, Aisha? Are you hearing us twice? No, he's fine. Uh, I'm not confused. Everything is straight out here. But you can't hear Aisha. Philip. But I. Or are you saying because there's a little bit of a I, delay? I can hear everybody. Zoom. Ah, Philip Unozaga. Anyway, it's okay. As long as, as long every, as everything's all good. You know what, Aishan? We normally like to start this podcast with something we call Zimbabweans doing it big, aka Africans doing it big, uh, because we're trying, to, we're trying to shout out Zimbabweans and people around the world yeah. who are doing big things. So we're going to start that before we chat with you, if that's all good. Yeah, sure. So we have several people that we want to give a big shout out to. So uh, some of you may have noticed, and we're going to talk to Aishan about this, but uh, this week Spotify Wrapped came out. 
as well as uh, my Apple Music uh, rewinds. I had no idea, Dan. Yeah, it was all over the timeline. Even two broke tumbles. Ha, we've got our own plays here and there. Uh, but there were several Zimbabweans who did big things. So the, the two biggest numbers that I saw from Zimbabweans, one from someone we featured on the podcast before, TK Maidza. Uh, she, was, she was sitting at about 27 million for the year. And then Night Freak was sitting at 24 million for the year. So shout out to those two. I couldn't. Uh, Japraiza was down to my 11 million. Just out on Anna Aisha and ah. You know, those are solid numbers, but these guys are doing, you know, crazy international ooh, numbers. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So shout out to TK Maidza and shout out to uh, Night Freak for doing such big numbers on their Spotify's. While we're speaking about TK Maidza, I want to give a, a big shout out to TK Maidza for getting a Grammy nomination. Um, what? Yeah, yeah, congratulations to her. So she contributed to Babyface's album, Girls Night Out, which mm. has been nominated in the best R&B album category. Um, you know, so... Uh, we have another Zimbabwe nominated for Grammys. We speak it into your future, Aishan. I receive. Since we are also shouting, uh, oh wait, there's a couple other Zimbabweans. Mofa Takadiwa is uh, an artist we've spoken about on this show. Uh, we've mentioned him as having sold his artwork to Anna Jay-Z. Well, another very high-profile celebrity has recently bought a piece of his art. Kevin Hart. Bought some uh, Moffat Takadiwa artwork and was showcasing it on his social media. So shout out to Zimbabwe and selling to big names like that. And uh, shout out to K-Main, who directed probably the biggest video in South Africa at the moment. Dali. Dali. Big moves there. What's the name of the song? Dali. Dali. Yeah, that's the song. That's the song, Philip. And I will hear no other explanations. But we did say we also want to shout out some South Africans. So, uh, I mean, Africans. So we're going to shout out to South African, uh, Trevor Noah, who performed at London's iconic O2 Arena this past weekend. 50,000 people for an African comedian. Man, shout out Trevor Noah, yo. Uh, But yeah, that's Zimbabweans and Africans doing it big. And, uh, you know, one day we'll be mentioning ourselves in those. uh, I thought that nigga was your brother at some point, though. I don't know why everyone says that. Here's the messed up part. <laughs> Some people have said that he looks like my wife's dad. So anytime anyone says, uh, I look like Trevor yeah. Noah, it gets awkward. <laughs> now we're discussing psychology. And we're dis- <laughs> uh, yeah. Jazz, do you have any Freudian uh, <laughs> topics you'd like to dive on? Huh? <laughs> so anyway, that's a whole other story for another time. <laughs> All right, yo. Okay, so this is our chance, man. We got Aisha. And, there's, uh, only, there's so many ways I could take this, but uh, no. I mean, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> oh, but she's here and she's listening to this whole conversation. Hey, so, um, uh, yeah, so this is finally our chance to speak to Aisha. I would have loved for us to do this in person, Aisha. We were supposed to last time and then things came up, Gigi. So at least we got a chance to speak to you now. Um, Careful. but yeah, how you doing, man? How's your life right now? I'm good, bro. I'm good. I'm just like taking a breather from you know the pressure. People wanted some music, you know, so like I had the pressure of just releasing. Mm. And now that I've released a project, a whole body, I'm just like you know, just breathing a little and thinking about the visuals and marketing and all that. That's dope. Uh, for those of yeah. you who are listening and may not have listened to our last episode, we spoke about Aishan's brand new... Uh, What's the name of that album again? 
Bundu pop underrated. No, no, no. That's all you said. <laughs> Listen, man. When I saw it, the album art said Bundu pop. You are. I thought it was one word. I said Bundu pop. You're. And then people were laughing at me. My bad. Bundu pop underrated just came out. Uh, yeah. I, I went through the whole project. I loved it. Um, hey, no one is putting out pop music like Aishan right now. That's what I think. I don't think there's anyone who's putting out um, the kind of pop music that Aishan is putting out. And it, it sounds like it can fit in on, a, on an American radio station, on a European radio station, wherever it is. I mean, it's, it's high quality. It's pop. It's, it's bubbly. It's fun. But it's clearly Aishan. It sounds like you. So how's the, how's the feedback been, man, since you dropped? Because it's now been just under a week, right? Yeah, bro. Like I've I've not been, you know, focused on the feedback. Like I really just wanted to breathe. Like I said, like yeah. I, I wanted to like because a lot has been going on in my life, and I just really want some time for myself. But the more like I think about it, the more I I realize I have to put out a lot of work, and you know I have to keep up with the people and the audience and and what they want and all that mm. so it has been really hard especially like this one especially this year like no lie it wasn't easy mm. wasn't easy and but I'm glad that you know I managed to come out with something with a project that I can give people and see where we can go from there mm. yeah so I guess for us to really understand the context of this piece of work that you've released now, we need to hear your story, man. Like, like how things happen. So, okay. The first time that I really paid attention to Aishan was when Kure Kure came out. What kind of man are you going to be? A man who's lost his culture and his way. Um, but yeah. before that, you were making music, right? Yeah. Tell me about some of the work you were, you were, you were doing before that. Uh, before that, I was really into like engineering mostly. Mm. I would do like I would engineer and just assist most of the times. Uh, I worked with Jamal as his assistant producer for I think twenty eighteen, uh, early twenty eighteen up to twenty nineteen, even into like uh, a bit of twenty twenty, just a little bit. But yeah, I worked with him as an assistant with Lee K as well. Lee K was there as well. Mm. Gangster made it, joined a bit later. But yeah, the whole gang, we were just, you know, working and producing before. Like I started, I started, uh, you know, working as an individual artist and releasing as an independent artist. That's what I was doing. Like I was just assisting other people with their work. So when you say you were an assistant producer, was that something you were getting paid for or you were just sort of doing it to try and learn more about music? I could say that. Mm. I could say it was something that um, it was my way of paying for my studio time. Don't forget it, Jamal. Does he owe you money? No, I'm kidding. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. Yeah. Nah, nah, I... If it's anything, I actually owe him. I owe him a lot. Mm. I owe him a lot. That's like, if cool. you get the billions, if if you hear that I got the billions, then you should call me and ask me about Jamal. Like, yo, did you, did you, if Jamal is Rex? <laughs> and then, yeah. 
that's how much I owe him. So, so yeah, I I just like I just helped him with. I was good with making beats and all of that. I'm still good. I'm good with making beats and, you know, like helping people with melodies and choruses and all of that. So that was my form of like paying for my studio time if I ever wanted to use the studio freely and, you know, independently. So, yeah. So when you're in the studio doing melodies for people, were you credited? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't lie, bro. Like, mm-hmm. no, I wasn't, no, no, no. I wasn't really like educated enough when it comes to that. By that time, like, I wasn't really like aware of you know like um, royalty security and you know like making sure that you get your own and making sure that you know like what what's going on around your works or your contributions or whatever you've done. I wasn't really like educated enough. I started getting it after Kure. That's mm-hmm. when I started like understanding like the serious business side of it. Like, oh, you can actually really get paid off, you know, things like these and all of that. Yeah, uh, it will do that. So, okay, there's an interview that you did a couple yeah. of years ago where you were, you were, I think it was in Newsday, and you were describing that um, it had been such a struggle because you started putting out your own songs and you were putting out, I think you put out an EP and it wasn't really catching on. And you were thinking Kure is going to be your last song. Like, man, if, if this doesn't make it, then I'm out. Tell me about your mindset then. Is that, is that what the situation was? Mm. Sorry, you said it was my mindset or what? I want to know about your mindset because this interview, in this interview, you said that uh, you were in this headspace that if, you had been putting out music and it wasn't catching on and no one was really listening. And then Kure was scheduled to be your last, or you felt like Kure might be your last song. Yeah. So I'm trying to understand just Jenny, what was your mindset like at the time? Because here you are, you're, you've been working with Jamal, you're doing some uh, uh, production assistant oh, teams. Okay. And then you, you're putting out your own music and then uh, it's not really okay. catching on. Then you put out another song and it's not really catching on. Then you put out an EP and it's not really catching on. Uh, and then you're like, ah, damn, I, this is, this is my last chance. Tell me how you were thinking, what you were planning and what your mind was like at the time. That was 2019. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, let's just say 20. I was, I was already depressed 2018. Mm. Like I was in a huge depression because like, you know, I had family saying like you have to go back to school and you have to finish school and I'm thinking like there's no way I can go back and finish school and actually put everything together back together and you know make it work at the same time I wanted my music to work and it was just like a like a hard um, like a hard journey you know Mm. so I think after after I made Kure, I really got to see like a a bit of hope. It's say mm. like oh, you know, music can be something I can actually escape mm. with, and you know, be my own person and create my own version of my own success. So, yeah, dope. And Kure wasn't just like, oh, it was kind of it. That was a, a that was undisputedly song of the year of 2019. 
it scooped like every award. Yeah, you, you got would. you got Zimas and Star FM awards and all the awards that were coming. Namas, uh, yeah, all the awards, and it was I think it was the most played song on all the three yeah. uh, urban radio stations. It was uh, I don't know however many millions of views, but I mean, Mimi Muchi, Chita take down video and then re-upload video and then take down video. You know what? We should mm. actually ask Aishan about that. I, I, I speaking to him. I've spoken to him privately about it, but I don't know if you want to put that on record, man. The whole story behind Kure. Yeah. The whole story? Nah, not the whole story, though. <laughs> I mean, do you want to talk about it? Dan, why is that going to be a cherry petty? Stop being no, a cherry petty. I mean, I don't know if he yeah, wants... Yeah, I could talk about it. Right. So, can I just say what I... I could talk I... about it, though. I could talk about it. All right, cool. So from what I understood, here's this massive hit song. It was Aishan featuring T Gwen's Kure. Huge song. It was yeah. it took out it took over 2019 and part of 2020, to be honest, the biggest song of the year. Mm. And it, it basically put you up at to A-list. You're now at the at the at the level of big artists in Zimbabwe. Then yeah. there seemed to be a little bit of discord between you and T Gwen's. And we couldn't really see what was going on, but it looks like, you know, there just wasn't a, an understanding. Maybe this is your opportunity to let us know what the story is there. No, obviously, like, um, there was, like, something going on, but, like, from the inside, I would say it was, like, you know, like, personal misunderstandings mm. and, like, things that we, that we could have, like, fixed individually, like, as brother to brother. But there was also, like, you know, like, external forces, like, the bigger the song got, like the bigger the crowd also got, you know, like the bigger you get people coming in and, you know, giving you all sorts of ideas and, you know, and thoughts and, you know, and things to think about. So that's why I really like at that point, it really got to mess up my relationship with him because mm. there wasn't that like, you know, individual conclusion there was like a third or a fourth party conclusion and then like we would draw like that mm. are you guys so, are you guys cool now like i would say we're good like i don't want to lie as well but like it wasn't it wasn't it really didn't change from like you know from from back then but like like he's somebody that i can meet in the streets and i can you know, catch up with and talk a little, but you know, the relationship is not like, like I could say like before, because you know, it got messed up with, you know, people and you know, the news is that would be going around and everything and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Look, I mean, so basically, that's what's up. Yeah, and I, look, I don't want us to get like messy and into the weeds and whatever. We'll take we'll take your explanation as it is. Phil, Phil is like, no, yeah. we must ask more. He must know. We'll take it as that. What are you talking? I'm right here. No, I can see your face. I'm looking at your face. I've actually, I've actually lined up some serious <laughs> questions. If you since, since you're done being a chatty patty, please. Um, so yeah, I I should. I think like throughout this conversation, yeah. you already alluded to it. You, you started off saying like this year has been a really tough year for you. And then you also mentioned like you've been dealing with depression. Um, and then before Kure came out, you, you felt like there wasn't any hope because you used the word like 
that that fine that hit finally gave you some hope. So do you mind like speaking yeah. a bit about that? I think maybe starting with how you understood that you might have been depressed or sad before when you were making music, um, and then what that hope that you said you got looked like, and then finally, like if you're cool with sharing, like what what are some of the things that you've been battling with this year? And how are you coping, man? Like, how are you looking after yourself? Because ultimately, the art is good. But if, if, if you're not okay as a person, you know, we don't want you sacrificing yeah. your well-being um, just for Bundu Papa, as Dan calls it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I feel like, uh, obviously, the financial state of, like, um our our uh, what, what can i say um the country the economic, the economic state of our country yeah. like i can say like it's really like challenging like a lot of people and it's really like you know forcing a lot of people to work with limited um utensils i can say or like limited um, resources. So most of the times you get like, you get very good music and then maybe like the videos, they are not complimenting enough what the music is saying or what the music feels like. And sometimes it gets to affect the value of the product mm. because like, like music is like every other product. It's like a sweet or it's like a, it's like bread, you know? If like Dekazin had a bad uh, packaging for their bread, like it would affect them to some extent, even though the bread is nice. But if their packaging wasn't on point, it would affect the brand. Mm. So like I feel like sometimes we get that we get like we might get a good video, but then like the the music is not good enough, or the production is not good enough, or we can get a good song but then the video is not good enough or maybe the marketing or like the financing and the pushing is not really strong enough. And, you know, we, we, we end up doing like half done projects and half done things. So like, I feel like that was my stress this year. I was really stressed up, you know, thinking that we need to like expand and work with, you know, international, international video directors, like I've been telling my team this the whole year, like guys, we need to expand. We need to work with international producers. I feel like it also creates that breach and, you know, it's, it also adds us to their catalog. And once we are in the catalog, we're able to work with other people and it creates more and more opportunity and it needs finances. So like most of the times, I go to a to a video director and you get a budget for maybe like 500 bucks. And then like you go and do a research and then you see somebody like maybe like Blackbones doing a video for 30, for 30,000 grand US dollars. And these people are dropping tracks, videos every month. They drop, they drop a single track and that's how much money they're putting into it. So like, that recognition of value to like to our music, like it it gave me a lot of stress, bro. No lie. Mm. 
Yeah. It gave me a lot of stress. Like, just that, like, seeing how much we are missing out by, you know, not being so much, like, you know, um, open-minded and just trying to, like, do the the extra, you know, you know what I mean? Like, trying to understand the value of what it means to put 30,000 into a music video because, uh, bro, 30,000 is a lot of money, bro. I don't want to lie to you. 30,000 is a lot of money. I sat down and I was thinking, like, what the hell are they doing with 30,000 on a music video? Ah, that can blow and very I went, fast, man. And I, and, I, and, I saw, and I went and I saw what they were doing, bro. Mm-hmm. And I realized how much we are missing because of those things that we do not have that they have or that they are paying for or that they are looking for, you know, um, financial resources for. It's a lot that we need. And... I really got stressed up, you know, like, like I, I got stressed up and I was thinking like all oh, this music that we're making, this good music, like, where is it really going? Where is it going to end up? Like, who's, who's, who's going to really appreciate to such an extent that it pushes us to, you know, to want to make more music unconditionally. Like, it got me into a deep depression. I wouldn't want to lie, bro. So, that's such that's an interesting viewpoint because I think you've had um some attention from outside the country. So for example, your collaboration with Anatoria, uh Lola. Yeah. Which I mean, judging on just pure views and streams, might even be bigger than Kure. I don't know, man. You you yeah, can tell me. I think so. Um I but, think so. But here's a collaboration. She's Zimbabwean, of course, but she had the eye of the UK because she won the voice, right? Mm-hmm. So here you put out this this massive hit song, Lula Lula Lula. And it's featuring mm-hmm. Anatoria. So you've got you've got people out. You've got people in the UK that are also now paying attention to you. Um, was was there any interest in like uh, investment collaborations, partnerships, anything like that that came out? Not yet, not yet, not yet. Mm. I don't, I don't feel like the, I don't feel like the, the song really got um like UK um strength mm. when it comes to to audiences. I don't really think so. I think it really got like Zimbabwean audience more. Problem here, do my Zimbabwean No problem here, do Aisha. Yeah, bro, like, you, you, we do not have, but still, we do not want to use it. Yeah. So I just, while we were talking, I was just doing a quick look at uh, some of the different numbers. So on Spotify, on YouTube, Lola has slightly more than Kure, which is, I like, yo. Because in my mind, my in my head, Kure was the biggest song you've done and you've had several hits since then. But Lola is even bigger than Kure, and there was and yeah. there was there was mad awards and stuff for for Lola as well. So, listen, man, you've 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 put out some music for us. You've been putting out music for us. Just going back to um, post Kure, uh, you did Kure, you did the remix, and then you did a couple of of uh, you dropped a couple of songs. I think you did uh, seventeen hundred waiting uh, Christian. You did um, uh, I think you did an EP as well, and then yeah, yeah and then. Um, 
and then you did uh, Bundu. No, and then you did, yeah, then you did Bundu Pop. Is that correct? Yeah. Am I mixing up yeah. my my timeline? No, you're right. Yeah, and then you did Bundu Pop. So now you've this is your first full length album that you've released since you've had the smash it, and then you've had ev- several. They were not as big as Kure Awo, but they were you know they were also big like Anashore. I love Shore. That's my joint. Yeah. That's that's a tune. Um, but you had several other songs that were doing well on like radio and stuff. And then now you've dropped your album, Buntu Pop. And every yeah. single review I've ever seen of Buntu Pop loved that. Everyone loved that album. Yeah. Yeah. So everybody loved it. That was 2021. I think early 2021 when you dropped it. So it's been a couple of years yeah. now. Here's your first album. Two years later, what are we saying? How, how, how did that album do? How were people feeling it? Uh, when you look back on it, what, what thoughts do you have about it? Now, I feel like it really had, because like, um, I think deciding to make it a franchise also like helped me to, you know, to get insight on like how people really feel about it. And I feel like people loved like um, the first one, because if you look on, on the comments of this one, the recent one, people like compare it to like the previous one and they say like, or the previous the previous one was dope, but you know, you did justice this time. You outdid yourself, blah blah. So I feel like, you know, people were, were paying attention in the end. Yeah, hmm. I think so. What I can tell you, as someone who was sitting on the yeah. radio side, almost every song on Buntu Pop was a smash hit on radio, starting from uh, your peanut butter song to collaborations with Tammy, Gemma, um, Nati O, all of those were huge radio songs. So I, I, know, that's, I know that album did really well radio-wise. Uh, I was just wondering, like, in terms of trans... And you know what the thing... You know what, Aisha? I, I low-key feel bad for you. You know why? Because here you are putting out this dope, you know, high-energy, fun, you know, electric music and we are all at home because of COVID. And what could have been in terms of, you know, just after Kure, here's this guy who's just put out this incredible song. Everyone loves it. He's now putting out more music. He's putting out more music. Now he's dropping an album. We should have been, we should have been going to live shows with Aisha and we should have been going to, uh, you know, album listening sessions. We should have been going to uh, intimate little, you know, like, acoustic evenings or going to festivals with Aisha and there, but we were all sitting at home with COVID. Do you think that affected like uh, low-key some of your, um, I guess, the release and the progression of your music? Oh, Philip, we've lost Aisha. That was a very insightful question, I said. All right, boys and girls, we're going to try and get Aishan back in here. But due to the magic of podcasting, this won't take long. This will just take but a second.
Well, I shouldn't spoke about it. Okay, my kids. Plus Zimbabwe, you my one. So, uh, yeah, basically, uh, we are in a tough situation, and uh, we were unable to retrieve the Aishan uh, rest of the audio. So, what rest of the audio? He, he just wasn't able to get on the call. Yeah, rest of the interview, to be honest. So, uh, we figured, you know what? We will just go ahead with the show. I still had questions to ask, man. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, the country that we live in has made things quite difficult. But um, something that we did make some reference to uh, before before Aishan left was Spotify Wrapped uh, and Apple Rewind, which came out uh, today, actually. Uh, when you listen to this, it may as well be appropriate to say uh, this week. I would like to take advantage of this opportunity to thank all our listeners that uh, have uh, two broke tumbos on their Spotify. If you're in Zimbabwe, it's still a little bit, I don't know what's Give going. them an air horn, Dan. Yes. Uh, air, air horn. Air, air. No, that's not air horn. Uh, uh, pew, 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 pew. Finally got it. Yo. Shout out to you guys, man. And uh, it was it was so heartwarming to see the people who had two broke tumbos in their top listens for the year. Shout out to everyone who posted on their social media. Please do me a favor. Uh, so we can also get to show off and brag about you, our valued listeners. Just throw it up on your stories, on your Twitter, on your Facebook. Tag us so we can see it as well and we can brag about you as our valued listeners. If you're using Spotify, mm, if you're using mm. Apple Podcasts, um, and if you're not listening to us, eh, eh, I, shame on you. If you, hear this, if you hear this and you're not listening to us, shame for shame. Um, but it was interesting to see some of the statistics as they came out. Philip, would you like to know who was the most streamed artist on Spotify in 2023? Most Arpeels. The answer is Arpeels. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to punch you. <laughs> you are going to get punched. <laughs> like, you know, you know, Dan, you're going to get... Oh, I've got a story for you. But anyway, yes. And for um, those who are wondering, the most streamed artist is Taylor Swift. But yes, go ahead. Number two is Bad Bunny. I, disc- I, I, I discussed it last was it last week or the week before when I was like, yo, Taylor Swift is going to have the biggest year in music ever. I think it's it's now confirmed. Uh, there's no way Renaissance is going to do anything close to what Tate is doing simply because it's it's dropping tomorrow, actually. But but yeah, the this is the Renaissance uh, concert movie. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, uh, would you like to know what number Beyonce is? Considering she windows her stuff. Mm, seven-ish. I don't know because we only have the top 10 and she's not even in the top 10. <laughs> shout out to, uh, shout out to the, the beehive out there. How y'all feeling? Not streaming enough? Huh? All right. Look, let's just say you guys were streaming it on Tidal. <laughs> anyway, um, Philip, I have a very serious question for you. So let's say, um, let's say you're, you're in, in a mode where you're open to new connections and you start speaking to a lovely young lady and things are going great. And uh, as your back and forth is uh, waxing 
you guys are realizing that, man, she's, she's actually dope peoples. Then she drops her Spotify rap to number one is Ja Praiser. Do you have a problem with that? No. Why would I have a problem with that? Because I know how shallow you are, Philip. I'm not. Dan, no, I'm joking. Dan, you're, Dan, <laughs> you're talking about shallow. Mm-hmm. Who's more shallow, me or you? Okay, first of all, you are way more shallow than I am. Oh, Second really? of all, receipts. Give me one receipt. We can't do Philip. <laughs> <laughs> because you know, you know my counter punch is going to kill you. What's the counter punch? Oh, punch first and then I count. <laughs> you really you really want me to drop some things here Punch first then I'll count look Crims pay close attention because <laughs> Phil might want us to delete this <laughs> look Dad, look at the look at your face you are nervous I'm not I'm nervous for you my brother I'm nervous for you my brother I don't even want to say what I'm about to say because look why, why is your voice getting so high pitched why are you shouting <laughs> uh huh your Definition of shallow may include looks, whereas my definition of shallow may include financial status. So I don't want to I don't want to see who's more shallow if decisions were made based on money's versus looks. I, who's more shallow? <laughs> <laughs> who's more shallow? You tell me. What are you trying to say? Say it. I'm just I'm just saying if we're talking about dating history. Some decisions have been made based on shallow reasons. <laughs> and what you are attempting to counterpunch with me, I'm like, no, yours is more shallow. A word. Because I think financial reasons are more shallow than, <laughs> than physical attraction reasons. <laughs> Who's more shallow? Huh? Who's more shallow? That's the question. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, that was obviously a very, uh, a very, a very silly question because I've seen, I saw it come up on the timeline today. Guys, music, Japraza makes music that people enjoy. What the heck, man? Why would you be worried about that? I, there's some Japraza songs I like and I would listen to over and over again. Y'all need to relax, man, and stop with the whole elitism. But yeah, um, that was a story coming through from Spotify and uh, Apple. Shout out to everyone again. Like I said, that really uh, showed love towards Two Broke Tombos this year. And I would, I would again, just once more encourage you to please post on your stories, post on your Twitter, wah, wah, wah. Mm. Uh, show us what, so yeah. show us what podcast you've been listening to. And, no, but definitely it's been dope to see the part, the podcast continue to grow. This, I wouldn't even say was our biggest year. Like Dan and I have been incredibly busy. We've struggled. Um, Long time listeners will recognize like, this has probably been, we've probably taken the most breaks here for a while. You know what I mean? I think, and uh, we, we appreciate the patience. Shout out to everyone who supported us, especially shout out to the new patrons. In fact, I need to shout them out then. You know, in the past two weeks, we've got quite a substantial amount of people not only hopping on the substantial tiers, but doing annual subscriptions, Kawan, just mm. Mm, bam. Shout out to you all. Like you said, you want how much per month? Bam. Here's the full amount. No, no, we appreciate y'all. But let's go from, yeah. I forgot, uh, in our Zimbabweans doing it big, we forgot to shout out your fellow co-worker, Dan. Uh, Sean. No, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Sean is always doing it big, in more ways than one. But no, 
<laughs> Look, Crims, I leave it to your discretion if you want to edit that out or not. It's your choice, man. <laughs> it's a compliment. No, I, I understand that. I'm just saying that so that the person who has to deal with the repercussions is Crims. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Dan, I don't know if you know, but uh, the F1, Formula One season finale was this past weekend. Oh. In Abu Dhabi. And actually, the two Zimbabweans are doing it big this past weekend. But one of them actually performed in the arena. None other than your good buddy, T-Bass. T-Bass. Good to come. Shout out to Gokuta. T-Bass Gokuta. Yeah, shout out to T-Bass, man. And I, I saw that and I was like, wow. <laughs> big things. Big things are going. And you know, like... Let's actually call him. You know what? I was actually thinking about it and I totally forgot. You think it's Abe? Because it's like they're like two hours ahead. What if he's at work then? It's probably working. He's he's a DJ, man. Do you think he's you think he's asleep at 10 p.m.? Let's let's call him. Yeah. Last time I phoned him, I was asking about the rate. <laughs> Out there. Oh, no. Hey, wait. I'm calling him. Oh, you won't? Yeah, I'll put it on. I'll put it on. Anyway, we'll figure it out. I'm just calling him. Wait, why am I, am I am I not connected? No, I'm not. Oh, you're connected. Mm-hmm. Okay. So put on the speaker. You've got no pull in these streets. No street. You've got no pull in these streets. Wow. Zero pull in these streets. Ish. Abu Dhabi. Also, keep in mind, um, WhatsApp does not work without a VPN in Dubai. Yeah, that's also valid. Maybe I should FaceTime him. Yeah. <laughs> the desperation. Meanwhile, my man is looking. He is searching. He's watching the phone ring. Like, yeah, trying to call me. Oh, my goodness. Just, I thought I left these guys behind. It's not showing up on FaceTime. Okay, look, you know what? We tried. Um, what was the other one you were going to mention? No, no, then Raiders. Raiders, he, was, he performed at a few parties. They're out there in Abu Dhabi. We had the after party for the Formula One. So I was like, yeah, man, that was dope. Dope. One of the flyers had a typo in his name. They called him Day Riz. <laughs> okay. Because, like, you know, you can't win them all. You can't win them all. All right, guys. Um, there's, there's a few quick things that we're going to mention. I mean, this was supposed to be mainly the Aisha discussion, but... Uh, Let's discuss a little bit about um, everyone's favorite slime. Mm. And by slime, I mean saved life in Messiah's embrace. Mm. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Shout out to me for coming up with that on the spot. <laughs> Listen, in the world of entertainment, uh, many of you probably know that uh, Young Thug is embroiled. In a Rico case that uh, is likely going to end his, uh, not just career, but freedom. Um, he has been accused of many things, uh, but basically it's not looking good for my man Thaga. Uh, anyway, so his trial is public, which is hilarious because there's a lot of funny things coming from it. So, I, Even, I, and Meg, <laughs> Meg Kniff is on the case. Yes, uh, Meg, Meg is making sure we are kept up to date. 
Um, the black community has embraced her as our legal correspondent, and she's like, bet. So <laughs> this is not this is not important to the whole case. Uh, okay, just a bit of background, obviously. So Young Thug, uh, um, you know, super popular mumble rapper. I'll continue to call him that. Arrested, uh, Rico case. Uh, if you're wondering, the Rico case is uh, the whole gangster cases out there in the US. Racketeering, what, what, what? I forgot what it stands for. Anyway, he is facing charges of being in a gang, murder, conspiracy, racketeering, et cetera, et cetera. The usual things that gangs are charged for. So he's facing a lot, uh, a lot of trouble. Anyway, his lawyer keeps on defending him in funny ways. Um, but anyway, th- th- this week, a very funny uh, story came out that uh, his lawyer was like, nah, your honor, you got it all wrong. Young thug ain't no gangster, you know? <laughs> it, was, it was also funny because uh, the picture from court had him looking like a, like a middle-aged dad. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, apparently uh, the lawyer says Ya'ana Young thug Thug actually means truly humbled under God Can I get an amen? It ain't what you think it ain't Can what I you get an amen? You know the, short, the most shocking thing about this is because they've kind of been pushing this for a while um, in the media and those interviews in the same, even I think that same interview where Thug's dad did with that woman where he, he said that Ghana did absolutely nothing to hurt their case. He also said that. Do you want to hear that? Do you want to hear direct from court? Mm. Oh, you, you, you've got the clip it. I do. Ah, left. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. So. That was not what Thug meant to Jeffrey. Thug meant and means to Jeffrey something very personal. It was his pact but if he could ever make it as a musical artist and help his family, himself, and his many others out of this endless cycle of hopelessness, he would be truly humble under God. That's what Thug means. That uh, there's Young Thug's lawyer in court speaking to the, the the judge and saying, "Truly humble under God." That's what Thug means. So that was quite funny. Young, truly humble under God, is on trial. Swag, someone who admires God. Hmm. This is something that Young Thug tweeted back in 2011 from his official Twitter account. Mm-hmm. I, I saw that. The, the thing is smart. It's not smart, <laughs> Philip. Come on. <laughs> well, obviously, like, um, when they start pulling out the records from the, those vehicle hirings and the testimonies from people, and, you know, it, it might work against them. But, you know, I, I mean, as an opening argument, I mean, it's solid. You know, it's just the scene. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just the scene. So I think my biggest surprise from this whole debacle is finding out that pushing P didn't mean what you, we thought it meant. I thought, I always thought pushing P was pushing positivity. Turns out that's not what it meant. <laughs> no, Phil, it is pushing positivity. <laughs> Seriously. I, what is pushing P? I mean, 
I don't know the exact definition, but I'm pretty sure it's something to do with drugs. That's what perks. That's what all their songs are about. Is it Percocet? I feel like, I feel, okay, hear me out. Pushing propane? I don't believe. Heroin? Selling Percocets is very gangster. I feel like it would be weird to brag about Pentanil? selling. <laughs> like, yo, I got Adderall, Percocets. Come, you know what I mean? It just doesn't feel very truly humbled under God. Mm. So <laughs> I, I imagine it means something else. I don't even know what it is. But my definition is push positivity. Mm. Clearly, Young Thug's lawyer. Listen to the podcast. <laughs> Wouldn't it be so funny if if someone somewhere was like, yo, I got an idea. I got it from a podcast. <laughs> yo, anyway. <laughs> that means you can't touch Atlanta, bro. <laughs> Damn it. It's all your fault. <laughs> anyway, uh, here's a funny story from that case. So as I've mentioned, it's uh, it's become public. And apparently there's a live stream from the courthouse and someone accidentally showed some of the jury in the live stream. Uh, as you can imagine, the public's not supposed to know who the jury is. Not only does it compromise them, it yeah, it people are in danger as well. And they, yeah, so awkward. Let's hope there's no nothing. That, I mean, I would be terrified. <laughs> Philip, <laughs> sure. Anyway, that's going on. Want to pay a little bit of attention to it, but fair why but don't fair. jurors like? Why do they have to be in the court? Like, why can't they behind be behind like a, a glass window? You know, like you know, like that wonderful scene in um, Brooklyn Nine Nine when they're trying to identify the the perp, and then he's the, like, "No, he was singing the Backstreet Boys song at the time." Yeah. Number one, please sing the opening <laughs> Backstreet Boys. You are, you are yeah. my favorite. I need to rewatch Brooklyn. Number two, the one desire. Three, believe when I this is all together now. I want that's such a what our patrons play that top dollar for. <laughs> All right, moving on from the whole Young Thug situation. Uh, let's keep it with American rappers. So there's a story with T.I. I didn't actually follow the story and I know you want to talk about it. For I didn't Please. really want to talk about it, but I think... I, oh, bring, bring, explain the story, then I'll, I'll bring my thoughts. I don't want to jump the gun. Okay, so... Um, long story short, there was a confrontation between T.I. and his son, King. Uh, for, for Teeth McGee, as I call him. For for context, Ti's son King is 19 years old, and shame. I don't want to. I don't want to put this on him, but he's always come across as a little. No, keep in mind, this is the same one that was in jail. Yeah. For and uh, in the video, I don't. Know, did you watch the video? I didn't watch the video. I so just... he was talking about growing up with the bando. He was talking about standing on business. He started telling, shouting at his father, saying, "I stand on business." Yeah. Now I heard that and immediately. I recoiled because I, I, for the life of me, cannot imagine. Like even at, at my big age, looking at my father <laughs> in the eye and telling him, "Yo, pops, I stand on business. What you finna do?" <laughs> Which Ti responded in saying, "You're embarrassing the family." No, you put him in a chokehold. <laughs> so look, to be fair. Okay, I'm, I now realize when I say to be fair, immediately after you make that statement, it sounds like I'm about to defend T.I. No. <laughs> what I, when I say to be fair, I was, this was from earlier in the conversation where I wanted to say, King has always come across as a little so, diplomatically weird. The other thing... And we understand they, why. They highlighted in that argument is, 
he was like, yo, you guys didn't raise me. I, I grew up with grandma's house. Grandma grew up in the hood because you guys didn't want me there. And they were like, no, you grew up with your grandmother because you'd cry to go to your grandmother because your grandmother let you do whatever you want. And she'd let you suck on a pacifier until you're 12. And the part that kills me is he responds is like, they trying to play me saying I was sucking on a passy until I was 12. My man's. Listen, I don't okay, King, I don't, you, you're probably never going to hear this, but maybe someone else will. If someone accuses you of something that you have no business doing and your response includes a nickname for the noun for which you should not be associated with, you've already admitted guilt. <laughs> I mean, I've never heard it called a passy. So, look, I'm sorry. Girl, you mind going to the kitchen get me that passy? That is very awkward, but it does it does raise a a very interesting side discussion. So you said, Phil, that at your big age you couldn't look at your dad in the eye and say, "Like I stand on business." Mm. Could you have a conversation about boundaries, for example? Yes. Could you have a conversation about calling him out? But not in public. I don't think that's the place, especially considering the context here, which. In the heat of the moment, obviously, means nothing. But I think when you zoom out, it does have relevances. You are in a box suite at the Atlanta, Falcon, Atlanta Falcons game because your father is being honored during a Thanksgiving game and he's performing and bringing out the team. So you are there because of your father. It's your father's moment. Why would you do, choose to do this during that? Like, you couldn't wait till you got home. So, okay. Again, to be fair, we were all somewhat idiots when we were 19. I would imagine the son of, let's say a rapper who hasn't behaved the best. Not only that, like, I think it's also time to have an honest discussion about T.I.'s parenting because no, as much as I love look, him, like, yo. That, that time was long ago from his daughter to his, listen, T.I. is not a shining example of a parent. I don't think there's even need for any discussion. It's pretty clear. Do you know, do you, do you know what was, was the clincher for me? So, they obviously... It's also weird because they've been on a bit of a media run, mm -hmm. King and T.I. And maybe this is why tensions are so high. Part of me even suspects this might be PR, but I don't think so. I wouldn't put T.I. down that bad. But if you recall, like a lot, King broke into the news recently because he went and got his teeth done recently. Yes. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and he chose the extra large, the, the super size, the super size Zenos. <laughs> he he went for the wild thornberry tooth package. <laughs> Yo, who's that name with that kid? Remember that kid from Wild Thornberries? That little toddler with the giant teeth? That's him. <laughs> My man can run through a whole tube of toothpaste in a week. Just <laughs> anyway. Wow, flip. So they've been doing that. He's been going on radio shows. They've been teasing him about it. There's been that. Then they also went on complex. Obviously, they shot this before. But this video dropped like a day after this incident. So Tia was playing it off and saying, yo, this is family. We're always going to be thing, blah, blah, blah. In that video, and this is when I knew, this, this was the clincher where I knew Tia was not a present father. Mm. One of the questions is, who's the best rapper turned actor? So let me just ask you, Dan. In your eyes, who's the best rapper turned actor? Will Smith. Okay, perfect. Ti says Tupac. King immediately responds, wait, Tupac acted? <laughs> and then the father's like, so wait, you've not seen Juice? And I was like, I don't know that was Tupac. I thought it was a lookalike. That was strike one. 
And then... Why is that strike one, Philip? No. And then King responds and says, you know what, Ice Cube. And he's like, ah, it's a solid pick. And then T.I. comes back and says, you know what, Will Smith. And then King goes, wait, Will Smith raps? <laughs> <laughs> And then okay. T.I. goes on to admonish him and saying, Bad, that's the first guy to ever win a Grammy for rap, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, wait a minute. This is, this is the, a conversation a father and son would typically have if they spent time together as father and son. Mm. The fact that you're having this conversation for the first time on camera, kinda, you know what I'm saying? It might be kunkidink, but it's like, mm, you guys don't spend a lot of time together, do you? Are you surprised? What about T.I. gives off present, loving, well-adjusted father? All the songs on T.I. versus T.I.P. Mm, Paper Trail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. On, on top of that, his mom is a reality TV star. Mm-hmm. Former R&B star. With tattooed eyes. Uh, Look, my man's was kind of doomed from the start. So, honestly, I, I extend a lot of grace. to. I, what do you expect a teenager to act like at that age? Obviously, Timmy Turner is going to be like upside down, backwards, whatever the case is. But um, the, the reason I asked earlier about, about having conversations with your parents like that. So, I don't think very many Africans, Zimbabweans, can approach dad and say, let, let's hope it doesn't get to altercation, but to have something to call them out on or even just to be firm about something. I don't think that happens. So I think about myself. I, I'd like to think I could, but man, the last time I had any kind of firm... No, actually, no, I lie. Okay. No, no, no. You know, at this point, you know, my dad is a, is a lot more uh, chill than he used to be. But it would be very difficult to have that kind of conversation. So, hey, man, is T.I. much worse than a lot of our African parents? And that's not to say my dad, my dad is a much better parent than T.I., I would like to think. But in general, African parents, I don't know. Man. I don't know. Quickly moving on. Um, Philip, um, I don't think we should have too much to talk about going forward. Yeah, but there's a, a little bit of sad news. Oh, no. I don't know if you heard about Zahara. I remember she had a stroke last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, she's currently in hospital fighting for her life. And so her family put out a statement this week uh, on Monday um, that said, we want to take this opportunity as a family to express gratitude for the outpouring of love, support, and compassion for our dear Zahara since the recent media articles about the nature of her health. Um, for your kindness and concern, and because we know you love her, we want to give you an update on her health. She's been admitted to the hospital for a week following complaints about physical pains. Doctors are working diligently and we await further updates from them. Uh, of, unfortunately, even though our daughter's hospitalization has been of strict confidentiality with our family and close friends, that hasn't stopped the spread of disingenuous information on the internet. We want to stress that any reliable information regarding her health will be communicated via a social media platform or by herself. In the meantime, we ask for privacy. Uh, and then they ended by saying, we trust that she'll be back on the road soon, doing what she loves and we, what we all love for her, healing people through her powerful gift of love and music. So look, Zahara's had a, a tough um, couple of years. So I just thought to share that, uh, update 
And just to remind, just because someone is a celebrity, it doesn't mean they don't deserve a certain level of humanity and dignity. So, like, you know, relax, guys. Like, chill out. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world of entertainment. Uh, let me leave most of this stuff. Um, yeah, no, let me leave. Let me let me leave that stuff, Philip. I think. I think let's talk a bit about music. We we wrap this up relatively early. We got work to do. And then we we plan for a full full part two interview with Aishan in person where we sit with him. Maybe we even get it on video for our lovely, lovely listeners. Anything else you wanna you wanna touch on, Phil, before we shut it down? Nah, I think uh we've done a pretty good job. Uh this is gonna be a full episode. Just once again, I'd like to shout out our supporters, our listeners, those of you who have been with us all this year you know it's been a tough year but we really appreciate you and shout out to our new patrons so shout out to Tatenda, shout out to sean shout out to pauline shout out to tapiwa shout out to munya shout out to solomon shout out to sean you guys uh came in late and you came in great as as i look through it then for some reason there seem to be some people that have gotten on a free patreon tier we need to kick them out of the group <laughs> Um, Why is there a free Patreon tier? And also, um, just a fair warning, guys. Um, those of you that joined Patreon, paid once, and they have not paid since, I see you. I'm just giving you a little bit of notice to fix things. Otherwise, we'll have to uh, have a conversation with you. Please don't make us have an awkward conversation with you. The times are tough. No, but dead. if you paid once... It's not about tough times. It's about shit. Are you taking us for a? Don't take me for a. Exactly. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is a short one. Uh, unfortunately, we were not able to have a full conversation with Aisha, but at least we talked about a couple of things that were training this week, and we'll we'll leave it at that for now. But uh, otherwise, we would appreciate your support and your continued um, uh, love that comes in our direction. Tbroketwimbos.com forward slash donate is where you can go and subscribe to a Patreon tier that is not the free tier. Um, also, uh, don't just look for us on the podcast. We also have playlists that uh, Phil is trying to automate uh, so that all the new music that we play and mention and check out automatically goes to the playlists. Um, so yeah, check out the Two Broke Timbos playlist on whatever you listen to, Spotify or Apple Music. Uh, also, you can find us on the socials. So please do look for us on the Twitters slash X's. I struggle to call it X. Uh, or uh, Instagrams, Facebooks. You can look for our individual pages or you can follow Two Broke Pimbles. We have access to those. Um, and uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. So please, yeah, support us on uh, twobroketimbles.com forward slash donate or like, share the podcast, talk about us. If you've been listening to us this year, uh, show us. Show us on those Spotify wrapped posts. And uh, yeah, we're going to take an opportunity to uh, end it with uh, something brand new. Um, what do you think, Philip, about Pop 10, Baga, Master H, and Michael Meggs? Oh, before we end, I think I want to talk to you about. So, uh, was out was out Fiesta this, this past week? Oh, snap, yeah, I saw that. Uh, first and foremost, uh, day after it dropped, Baga from Jericho already. Jerry, granted, granted, he was he was rapping over the the the, the studio version, so mm-hmm. it wasn't the best performance. But when the chorus kicked in, ah, it rang off, man. It was dope. 
It was dope. Shout out to Melo. So only Melo of Melo and Sleazy was was able to make it. Apparently Sleazy was not feeling very easy. A little queasy. Was he sleepy? Mm. Melo and sleepy. <laughs> mm. He, he could not make the flighty. So he stayed and Melo shut it down. Melo had a great set. But the highlight of my night, mm-hmm. I'm not going to divulge too much, but Silent Killer was there, Dan. Mm-hmm. And I, for one, was, I was ecstatic. For one reason, one reason alone. I always thought the Silent Killer in interviews was a, was a character. <laughs> you know what I mean? I thought that was just like a ruse. You know, you do, know, you, do you remember he, he was there at, at Nasty C and Casper? And so, so there, there was a point where Casper was trying to get on stage um, during Nasty set because they were going to perform their song together. And so, as he's like, he's he's psyching up to go on. As you know, we were de facto security holding people back. And then, and then, and then, Dan being and then you guys don't respect me. No, Taz used to come to Fiesta. Then why did you bring Taz to Fiesta? No, I, we're never going to Fiesta. Why? <laughs> then, then Silent Killer was, I don't know, he was trying to take a selfie or he was trying to be in the videos or the whatever. He was just doing a lot, man. He was just... Yo, so, I, I, I was obviously distracted because I was, I, was, I, was, I was trying to deal with a lot at the time. Mm. But, so... Um, as, uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to give it too much. <laughs> what did he do? We couldn't find him. Like, we couldn't find him. Oh, you were like, supposed, yeah, supposed to perform? His, his manager didn't know where he was. <laughs> no one knew where he was. So everyone is panicking. They're like, your silent killer can't be found. We don't know what's going on. And then I'm chilling backstage. And then all of a sudden, who do I see walking in alone? Looking a little dazed and confused. None other than silent killer. So silent killer literally just walks in by himself. I think he gets ushered over to a table. Starts sitting at the table and he starts drinking. And then we're like, okay, like, man, you didn't report to the stage manager. <laughs> were you supposed to, to perform? I'm trying to tell the stage manager, yo, the person you're looking for is here. They were like, then they're like, oh, where's your DJ? He's like, he's with me. I was like, no, but you came in alone. He's like, oh, I guess he's in the crowd somewhere. <laughs> uh, you guys better phone him. So like, okay, where's your phone? It's like, oh, I don't have a phone. <laughs> but luckily he knows the, his number. So he, he calls out his number. They, they phone the guy. Eventually he, he pitches up. He gets there and, and Sadek is just chilling. And then... It was just a, a joy to see. Like, he really is that person. And then the funniest part is like his monitors were low. So he's dropping a freestyle on stage. But the freestyle, like if you didn't realize it was a freestyle, you wouldn't have known it was a freestyle. Like it was that on point. And he's cussing out the sound engineer in a freestyle on stage. And every line he's got the girl going, oh. <laughs> 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 I got to say, you know what? I love Sadie Killer. I wish him all the best. <laughs> a professional musician doing his thing. Mm. Professional. We love to see it. We should play that. We, how come we didn't play that Silent Kill and Blink for song? We should play that. It's not great. <laughs> it's not a great song. Verse of the year. It's not a great song. So yeah, that went down. That was fun. Uh, but yeah, I think, I think at that point we can wrap it. All right, we're going to wrap it up. So uh, we'll put some, we'll stick something new for you to listen to on the end. But if you want to check out all the new music we've been checking out, then uh, make sure you check out the True Broke the Most playlist. And uh, yeah, I guess on that note, thank you very much for your support. Thank you for being with us. We got a couple of more shows till the end of the year. 
uh, and then uh, look, it's already 2024. Imagine that. Yeah. Come December, I think we, we might do what, two episodes and then we're taking a break. How many episodes are we doing before we take a break? Maybe we, we might bank an episode or two, actually. You know, we never know. I think we might bank an episode or two. Let's do the challenge. If we get, if we get 10 new patrons in the next two weeks, we'll not take a break. That's what, that's $50. No, it depends what tier they come in. Mm, that's also true. Some of them could be free tier. So that's $30. I don't, I don't understand what this free tier is. Like someone must have figured out a hack to, to Patreon or something. What the hell's going on with this free tier? <laughs> anyway, I also remind you, those of you that joined and paid once, I know who you are. I shall start naming and shaming. No, no. We don't. Phil, times are tough. It's okay. If you are unable to pay, we are kicking you out. Mm. And we are black marking you. But, you know... No shame. No, no shame, no judgment. <laughs> we're, we're compassionate. Mm-hmm. We have empathy. But you might be blocked. Might start spreading your, your picture in the group. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. Uh, on that note, we're going to sign out now. And we'll catch you up in the next episode. We out. <laughs> Later. Prince Nathan.